Information presented in the following program is for entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as a statement of fact. Saddle up, partner. On this episode, we're going back in time to a city filled with cowboys and cowgirls and gandy dances. You heard right. Once that closed, they put up a beautiful restaurant with great food. And now you can visit it and just walk through nature. This is the tale of Pioneer City, the K-Pak Tree Inn, and Long Key Natural Area and Nature Center. Welcome to Tales from South Florida. I'm your host, Bill Monty. On this episode, we visit Davie, Florida. Specifically, one plot of land that has the most fascinating history and is still vibrant today. Back in 1966, a man named Myron M. Weiss Sr., he liked to be called Mike, decided he wanted to build a theme park with a built-to-scale Dodge City, Kansas. I guess he was a real Gunsmoke fan. Inside this city, you'd find a, a saloon, an opera house and casino. I wonder if Hard Rock knew about that casino. An undertaker, which makes me think the food wasn't very good. A barber shop, a general store, a Pony Express office, and highlighted by cowboy actors who staged gunfights at high noon. Back then, he invested the equivalent of about $20 million in today's money, maybe more. But in 1966, it was just a paltry $2 million and carved out a 200-acre oak hammock out of the 5,000 acres that he owned between Flamingo Road and US-27, what was then rural southwestern Broward County. He brought in architects, he brought in designers, and they worked in the park for two years before it opened. Carefully examined cowboy photos, Civil War era photos. They wanted to perfect the architecture and design of the Old West. In order to make it even more authentic, Mike Weiss Sr. bought a 19th century steam locomotive in Pennsylvania. He bought refurbished antique fire engines, an actual Wells Fargo stagecoach, two paddle wheel boats that he found down in Miami, or they were built in Miami anyway. He found Gandy dancers who laid almost a half mile of narrow gauge railroad track for a train to carry visitors around the park. Now, before you go thinking that he made the the dancers and the girls in the saloon do all this work. A Gandy dancer is a term for the team of people who would lay down railroad track. Gandy is what they call that interior rail from what I understand. And they're called dancers because of the choreographed movement needed among the entire group to lay the rail. He dredged a lake. He put a canal. He, that's where he put the paddle boats to ferry visitors from the parking lot into the park. He surrounded the town with an Indian village, of course a gold mining area, more about that in a minute, and a petting zoo and pony rides. It was the real experience. So, let me tell you my connection to Pioneer City. I have absolutely none. My family moved to South Florida from Texas, mind you, in 1965. When they opened this park, all I wanted to do was go play cowboy again. Now, yes, people played cowboy and Indian in South Florida, but it was South Florida style. I wanted to do it the way we did in Texas. And here was a place where you could actually mine for gold, for God's sake. They had an Indian village. They had a train. Apparently, they had an undertaker. This was located, if you know where Flamingo Gardens is, it's at Orange Drive in Davie and Flamingo Road. 
and there is a road directly across the street from the entrance that heads west. And if you take that road and you turn a little bit to the right, turn a little bit to the north, that was the entrance to Pioneer City, apparently. So back then, in 1966, this was way out there. This was the boonies. We lived off of Johnson Street and around 72nd Avenue in Hollywood. And apparently, my father thought to go all the way out to Pioneer City, we would have to pack lunches, uh, maybe bring sleeping gear. Who knows if anyone might see us again. I don't know why. <laughs> I never did get a straight reason. And my brother and I really wanted to go to this place. But we never did. I always kept thinking, well, one day I'll get there. Well, that didn't happen quite fast enough. Mr. Weiss apparently had zero experience managing a theme park. He wasn't prepared for all the operating costs. I mean, I don't know what he thought. A train, how much could that cost? Thunderstorms that came through in the summertime. Managing large crowds. You didn't have anything to really build it on. Remember, there was no Pirate's World yet. Uh, Disney hadn't built in Florida yet. You had small theme parks up north, but you didn't really have anything down here that could take care of, or that could prepare you for managing the crowds that showed up. And apparently they were quite large. It rained or it threatened to rain 77 of the first 90 days the park was open. And if you know people in South Florida, if it's threatening to rain, you don't go anywhere until it stops, which is about 15 minutes after you would have left, but then you've already made other plans. The area received 21 inches of rain in June 1966, the first full month the park was open. In addition, as I mentioned, it was way out there. The park was located on a two-lane country road seven miles from the Florida Turnpike, and the Florida Turnpike was the nearest major highway at that time. The box office results were mixed. Even though people were coming out, he wasn't really making the money. The cash reserves became less and less. And just a scant couple of years after opening, the park closed in February 1968, taking with it my dreams and my opportunity to find gold and become rich. Most of the park was demolished, but what was to come next was going to be a real special place in South Florida. We'll be right back. Cirque du Soleil Echo, under the big top, at Gulfstream Park from February 22nd to April 21st, 2024. Cirque du Soleil Echo is a spectacular performance combining poetry, stagecraft, daring acrobatics, and technology, exploring the delicate balance between people, animals, and the world we all share. Tales from South Florida listeners also have access to special discounted single tickets and group tickets. To learn more, join our Facebook page, Tales from South Florida, or we will be giving away a pair of tickets. All you need to do to be entered is to write talesfromsouthflorida at gmail.com and say, I want to go to the Cirque. Cirque du Soleil Echo, under the big top, Gulfstream Park, February 22nd to April 21st. Be there. Friends, if you're enjoying Tales from South Florida as much as I enjoy telling you about it, then you're probably in my age range, which puts you as a baby boomer. If so... I want to invite you to head on over to babyboomer.org. That's singular, babyboomer.org. That's where you can find this podcast, Tales from South Florida, along with many others, many that tell tales just like we do. I hope that you'll join my friends there. They also have articles, they have books, they have authors, they have vlogs, they have blogs, they have clogs. 
They have all the OGs you might ever want. Babyboomer.org. Please give them a visit. Once upon a simpler time, there was a magical place that stood alone deep in Davy's wild western woods. Peacocks roamed the garden surrounding a cluster of extravagant themed rooms. There was a tropical veranda just down the hall from a Mideast bazaar. There were swans on the premises, gazebos around where you could get married. People went there for all the special occasions. High schools went there for dances. It was really a special place and... It ended up being exactly where Pioneer City had been. Oddly enough, the Kapok Tree Inn, while it had all of this Grecian architecture and really just a beautiful, beautiful place, the menu choices included ham, fried chicken, fried shrimp, or T-bone steak. It came with roasted potatoes, hush puppies, green peas, served family style, a lazy Susan relish tray with creamy coleslaw, and their famous apple butter. I remember people talking about that. People loved their drinks. They collected, probably some of you still have those uh, glasses that say K-pop tree on them. And it was just a wonderful place. I didn't have a lot of memories of it. I don't recall going. Perhaps I did. My parents took me when I was a younger or teenager. I don't really remember. If I went, I was probably more impressed with the ambiance uh, than anything else. After ownership changes and litigation amongst all the family members for control of the restaurant chain in the 1980s, the restaurant closed for good. In 1991, what a storied history that piece of land has, right? Went from Wilderness to Pioneer City to the Kapok Tree Inn. And now if you want to go there, you're in for a real treat. As it so happens, the piece of land my father didn't want to go to because it was way too far out west, I now live about five minutes from. I took a drive out to the area where Pioneer City was a few weeks ago, and I met a lovely couple, Nelson and Donna. And was amazed as I walked into the Long Key Natural Area and Nature Center how beautiful it was. And the Grecian columns from the Kapok Tree Inn are still there. You can also sit on the uh, outside of the main Nature Center building in rocking chairs and relax. There are nature trails to walk on. There are the trees that were there. The Kapok Tree that the restaurant was named for is there. You can take pictures by it. And if you go inside the Nature Center, into the Visitor Center, there are so many exhibits. So it's a great outing for you or your family, for the kids. And they have a special tribute area to Pioneer City and the Kapok Tree Inn. There's also interactive uh, nature exhibits. There's art, Indian art. There's uh, fossils. There's skulls of the animals from the area. It's really interesting. And if you go on a cool enough day... Head on out on those boardwalks out over the water and have yourself a great time. Isn't it wonderful that a place that brought so much joy being an amusement park and then a high-class fun restaurant is now bringing the joy still to the people of South Florida? My friends, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Tales from South Florida. We'll be back with more. I invite you to scroll down to the bottom of the page wherever you're listening from and look at some of the recommendations that I have. It's not an algorithm. Those are my actual recommendations of other podcasts that you might enjoy that are similar to this one. And I ask you to subscribe. By subscribing, you can stay on top of all news, such as when new episodes are dropping, when we get advertisers like Cirque du Soleil, uh, discounts for you for being a listener, 
and all the special things that we have coming up. I just was on the phone yesterday with a new company, so I'm very excited about that. We're going to be able to offer you some discounted prices on other things and give you some great news. Stick with us on Tales from South Florida. I so appreciate you listening and being supportive of us. And as always, I remind you, be kind whenever possible. And remember, it's always possible. This is Bill Monty saying goodbye for now, partner. <laughs>